Are you ready to listen to my dad, Joe, and Uncle Justin talk about sports? Now on with the show. The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Boring. A <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time. With a focus on football. Second to go. Pass. <laughs> got it. Touchdown. This guy has had some year. Al, I've got to tell you, in a pressure situation, I don't know if I have ever seen anybody be better than Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. Wow, what a drive. Fourth and one. Burrow trying to keep it going, gets spun down, gets it away, and incomplete. The Rams now running down to celebrate with a defensive play. And guess who? Guess of course. Who? I mean, you don't even have to think about it. Pointing to the ring finger. When everything was on the line for the Rams, yes, we know it was Aaron Donald. But the Rams were built to win the Super Bowl, and they have sealed the deal. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. It has been a while since we've been here recording together. A lot of things going on the last two months. We snuck in a show about a month ago where we started our 2022 NFL preview by looking at the West Divisions. This is episode 360. Yes, we're full circle now. Justin, it's good to be back to talk some football. Yeah, it's uh, good to be here. Um Kind of crazy, you know, I, I was talking to my dad uh, today and he's like, oh, you know what, he was asking what the topic was and I was explaining how we go through you know, the division, so we'll have another division tonight. And uh, He, he kind of like, I don't want to say he was surprised because I was like, but because I kind of followed it, but by August we get into yeah, Wilson stuff. We lose like, the entire like, oh, month. Yeah, he's like, that makes sense. So, um, but it's fun, like, and I'm, I'm here, like... In a month, we'll have teams reporting. Yeah. Like, in a month, we'll have teams reporting. Yeah. Teams We're only probably, coaches. like, six weeks from the Hall of Fame game. Yeah. You know, like... It'll go fast. Um, and there are, I, I know you're boycotting the Hall of Fame induction ceremony this year. But, every year. <laughs> but uh, Every year until Hunger Zach strike. Thomas is there. Hunger strike. <laughs> Honestly, that would do me a lot of good, so... Um, Maybe just for that one day. Like, that one day each year. <laughs> I don't think I could do it. Uh, yeah, why? <laughs> like, it's not going to help. So. So, a happy Father's Day to to you and you to uh, your dad and to my dad and to all the dads out there watching. Um, you know, it's uh, we were gonna have off this week just to kind of take it easy and relax, but we've done that a lot recently. Oh, so yeah, we were well. kind of like, oh, let's do a show. We haven't uh, gotten to cover all the NFL teams yet. We've only done, I mean, really, we only did six of the eight because I had to cut the last show short when we started the previews. Uh, some little kids were stirring 
that needed to be taken care of. So we understand. Um, in the spirit of Father's Day, <laughs> we're yes. talking about dad life and and mom life and parent life. That uh, that sometimes cuts us short. So uh, we apologize. We didn't get to talk much about the what was it, Chiefs and Chargers? Is that who we we left I think out? So. I think so. Because I was doing everything, we did them alphabetically, I think, and we were just talking about each team, and then we were done talking about them. That's how we're then ranking them. And in the spirit of recapping our previous list of the West divisions, both NFC and AFC, we're going to bring in an email here from my uncle, who is here to, uh, you know, keep us honest, keep tabs on us. Yeah, show historian. We always appreciate the show historian, uh, my uncle, Rich. Um, from New the New England area, generally some of the time, yeah. But always a Patriots fan, always a a Boston fan, except maybe when it comes to to the NBA. Well, we'll hear about that at the end of this email. Yeah. So we're gonna start here. Um, he says, "Happy Father's Day to you both, and all the fathers listening to your show." Yes, right back at to you, Uncle Rich. Uh, now I hope to get this in time for your show. Good luck or congratulations, you did. So he says, I agree with your NFC West results. The Rams are still the best. The Seahawks with no real quarterback are the worst. Now comes the toss-up. He says, if Jimmy G is the quarterback for the 49ers, they are second. And he, But then he says, if not, they may still be second, <laughs> which would leave the Cardinals in third. Easy picks. And I agree. That's exactly what we said. We're, we're not high on the Seahawks. We're still high on the Rams. I think we're, we're, we're still interested in what the 49ers can do and we think the cardinals could take a step back as there's just some uncertainty and upheaval out out there we covered all that on the previous show uh from may 22nd if you want to listen to that that was episode 359 we briefly talked afc west we covered the raiders and the did we talk bronco i think we did broncos or did we do chargers we went alphabetical yeah we're doing alphabetical now i'm trying to remember did i do them by the team name or the mascot name? Uh, we did it by mascot name. Mascot name? name? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we... Did we go in backwards order, though? Because I thought we... Did we not talk the Raiders then? We must have... I, we I don't think talked. we did talk about the Raiders because we th- We did Broncos. About, I feel like we didn't talk and about... And Chargers. We didn't right. do Chiefs and Raiders. Right. I don't think we did Chiefs or Raiders. Okay. I'm getting them confused because I'm trying to remember how we picked them. Right. I, although I feel like we picked them again, but... Uh, so Uncle Rich has this to say about the AFC West. This is the hardest division to pick, but here are my reasons. And we agree. This was a very yeah, hard division yeah. to pick. I think people are giving too much credit to Russell Wilson and too little to Josh McDaniels and Devontae Adams. And he says maybe that Josh pick is more of his Patriots pride. He's going on to say, and Coach Steve, this is him, not us. So... uh our, our why missing correspondent, our sportings fan, who is a Broncos fan, my uncle is picking the Broncos in fourth, which we did not do. We didn't do. That was not us. But my uncle Rich says Chargers third because he's rooting for the Raiders. Something I don't ever say. Yeah, when I read that, and it's in all caps too. It I is in like, all caps. Ooh, man, that's a, that's a shot. Usually, we're the ones sending the shots at Uncle Rich. Uh, he's sending the shots there. I feel like because he says the Raiders, he's the he's Raiders, emphasizing. Yeah. You can hear Chris Berman saying it. The Raiders, and, and it's it's directed at directly at Joe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But what isn't? He calls them Patriot West, which Tampa Bay is Patriot South. I guess the Raiders are Patriot West now. He does still have the Chiefs first, and he says you still have to defeat the division winner to become the division winner. 
And that may give a hint as to who I'm picking in the NFC North winner for this show. In reality, any of these teams could finish in any position. And in fact, all could make the playoffs, which I believe we also said uh, last month when we covered that, that we wouldn't be surprised to see multiple wild cards from this division. It's a very tough division. It's going to be hard to to top. They're going to beat up on on each other. Uh, He says, I will try and make my picks as the show goes on. And that's what we're here to do now. But he says, now that the Celtics have lost, which I don't really didn't care about, but it would have been nice having another championship in Boston. Nothing like the duck boat parade through the city and a half day off from work. But again, this doesn't mean anything to me since every day is a full day off for me. <laughs> Let's get on with football. So the last part I couldn't agree with more. Let's get on the with football. Let's get on with oh, football. Yeah, yeah, not not, yeah, the, yeah. not the giving Boston another parade. No, we don't need any more of that. Yeah, no, We're uncomfortable. The duck did, boats can stay. Did I send? I don't know if I sent it to you. The meme from uh, It's Always Sunny with the like them explaining like um, the new poor and the old poor. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, that's an early Boston season. Not, yeah, Boston not winning their 13th championship in whatever, the last 21 years. Yeah. They're the new poor. Like, <laughs> and then it's the Eagles fans. We're or the old, old poor. <laughs> or how about that clip I sent to you from the Goldbergs this yes, week? Yes, yes. Oh, that was great. Oh, uh, man. I, just from this past season. It was, yeah, it was great. And I was with my brother-in-law, who's from Texas, and was able to send that along. He's from <laughs> Texas, but a Broncos fan. He lives in Colorado now. Uh, not a Cowboys fan. He he likes rooting against the Cowboys. Oh, but knows lots of people, obviously. Who? Well, I would. Who are yeah, I would. Uh, I would definitely think so. So, um, yeah. So that's our that's our little recap that we did. For the record, I went on the record with uh, some of my students at the end of the school year and said Warriors in six. Ooh, did and, you? Yes, nice. good call. I had heard from some of them who were like, "You nailed it!" <laughs> like, at, so at, at what point was the? Uh, was everything at when you made that prediction? Oh, it was before. It was before it, yeah, it even started. It was before the series. Yep, before okay. the series. Um, and to be honest, that was that was my heart picking too. Like I wanted it to well, be yeah, a good series, just, entertaining series, which obviously it kind of was at um, the beginning. It, it kind of trail right. Like, I think every game though ended up being double digits, and that was a trend for the playoffs in general. Um, well, you know me. Once the Sixers were out, I was like, I just right, don't right. care because so I didn't I, like the Heat or the Celtics. I, I wanted the Warriors to win. I was rooting for the Warriors just because I wanted, um, I wanted Steph Curry to get one, like another one, yeah, a fourth I know, one, a fourth one. But yeah, so it was good. It was good. All right, so we're gonna follow our uh, routine, and that is to start in the NFC. We're covering the South divisions tonight. So in the NFC South. We're going to start with, if we go by, you said we did mascots before. So I guess we're starting with. I don't know what we did. I thought that's, that's what fine. We did. No, we can go with that. So we're going to start with. I bu- think we did because we went alphanumeric and we did 49ers first. Okay. There yeah, you go. Yeah. So we're going to do um, Buccaneers, Falcons, Panthers, Saints, right? I got all four of them. Sure. Okay. So we'll start with the Bucks. The biggest thing, obviously, is the retirement and then unretirement of Tom Brady with him yeah. back. I feel like it's pretty easy to get to the point that the Bucks are the team to beat in that division. Absolutely. I don't think that's a stretch by any no, no. part of the imagination. You're right. And, um, you know, they still – he was able to reverse that before free agency started, so they weren't able – they weren't completely caught off guard. Uh, they were able to um, kind of make make that work. Um in terms of getting the teams they needed to and everything like, or the pieces on the team that they needed to. 
Um, there's been a little bit of turnover. It's not like two, like going into last year where they ran it back and just brought everyone back. Right. Um, but I, I feel like you'd be silly to go a different direction with them. Like you look at it, I'm not sure. Well, two of the teams literally don't know who their quarterback's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you've got that. They got that going against them. The Saints the, and Jameis, teams, not Tampa, will be interesting because they tend to give the Bucks the most trouble. Yeah, whether they're good or not. Yeah, they tend to give the Bucks the most trouble, and specifically, they also just tend to match up well with Tom Brady, um, like the Dolphins in yeah. Miami. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes, but it'd be silly not to pick the Bucks if they make the playoffs. They have a shot, and I certainly think. They have a great shot to make the playoffs because who else are you taking in this division? Right. I, I know we're, we don't want to jump ahead. We're just doing these. Right. Like Justin right. said, Alpha Dumeric order by mascot. But I feel like they, it would take quite a risk for someone to, to give anyone but the Buccaneers a higher odds to win the division. Right. Well, they got the best quarterback. Even, even, and I'm not. Even if and when Brady declines, you can argue that like some of it has started, even though he's still among the best. Second team, all pro, right, pro bowler. Right, right. Threw for, what, over 4,000 yards again. Yeah. Had the, did he have the most passing touchdowns in the league? He, I, think he, I think he might have. <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah, he was absurd. But... You know, when you, when you look at some of the stuff, like they've got the best wide receivers in the division. <coughs> you could argue they pro- they might have the best defense in the division. Saints could probably give them a run for their money there. You you could debate the Saints, but like it's it's not just oh Tom Brady's back, they're absolutely it. Yeah, you have to look at the equation differently if he's not there. You know, if, if Kyle Trask is the quarterback, right? <laughs> I think we're going a different direction. Yeah. But, um, no, like, they, they return too much. They still have all those pieces. And um, I, I just think this will sound ridiculous, and I don't really know that the logic backs it up. But to go back-to-back is absurd. Like, that's really, really it's hard real, to do. It hasn't been done It doesn't matter Patriots, how good you are. But it's really, really nearly hard Nearly 20 do. years ago. And so because of that, like, I feel like the odds of going two out of three are much better. Like much better than going back to back, so I I just feel like eh, it could be inevitable here. Yeah. Like, well, th- they were thirteen and four last year. Their four regular season losses were to the Rams, the Saints twice. Which there's the thing that you mentioned about the Saints because they were a walking they they were a group of walking wounded last year. Jameis Winston didn't play in either of those yeah. games. And, then and the, the, and win, that, the weirdest one is that one to Washington on the road. Although granted, but losing to the Saints nine nothing is also also super weird, right? Super weird. But um, they rebounded obviously, and they beat up on the Eagles pretty right. good in the first round of the playoffs, uh, the wild card round. But then they lost that close one, which I thought they were going to pull out and win against the Rams, um, only because the Rams made it close, right? Like they tried to hand that game to the Bucks, and they didn't do it. It just goes to show, though, like how crazy that is, because the Rams. Played at first, played amazing that game. Then played awful in the second half. Let the Bucks back in it, and then 
the Rams go on to win the Super Bowl. You know, like if the Bucks pull that out, they could have won the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, like um so this is an interesting nugget that I just saw as we were, we we're browsing through some research that the Buccaneers have never won back-to-back division titles. Wow. In their well, the NFC South for a long plus. time. Has it, been... every, it rotated right. worse the first for right. how many years? Like 10 years or something, 12 years. The team that finished last finished first, and that hasn't happened now for a bit, but the Buccaneers have never won back-to-back division titles. They finished second in 2020, but they ended up winning the Super Bowl. They won first last year, didn't make it to the Super Bowl. So here we are again. Other than Brady being back, probably the biggest thing – biggest change is the arrival of or promotion of Ted yeah. Ted Bowles as the head coach after Bruce Arians steps step aside and moved into a, a senior consultant right. role with the team. So you have a little bit of coaching change, but it's from a guy within and, and keeping everything that was working in and if place. Brady didn't want him to be there, he wouldn't be there. Right. Exactly. Life. Exactly. So they uh they had a good draft as well. I know Logan Hall, their first first player in the first, or excuse me, in the second round uh, out of Houston, the defensive tackle. He was high on a lot of people's boards and can fill in nicely along that defensive line. So upgrading an already good defense. They have a lot back, you know. I know yeah. a few people have have changed. They had some retirements and were hit along the offensive line a little bit. Is Chris Godwin going to be good to go at the beginning of the season? I have not. Heard, I haven't followed it closely enough. I don't know for sure. Um, but they they brought in obviously they still have Mike Evans. They brought in Russell Gage. Hopefully Chris Godwin is recovered enough. They still have Scotty Miller. Um, they drafted Jalen Darden last year. So he could fill in. Uh, yeah. They have a few a few rookies there as well. Uh, they did get rid of OJ Howard, mm-hmm. uh, but they still have Cameron Brait. And yeah, I mean, as long as they find some pieces along the offensive line to fill in, which was part of the problem last year, was that Brady started getting hit more. And when you look about it, like going against the Rams or the Saints. Like, that's a problem. But they have the tackles both yeah. back in Tristan Wirfs and Donovan Smith, Penn State. They traded for Shaq Mason from the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Jensen should be back and fully healthy. That's going to be huge. So they, they just have to figure out the other guard spot because they had, uh, was it Ali Marpet retired? Yeah. And I believe one of the backups who ended up playing a lot ended up signing with the Bengals, I think. Yeah. So they, they lost a few guys on the on the offensive line, but still, when you look at what they have returning, what they've acquired so far, and then what they've supplemented their their defense with, they're they're a good team. They're they're a very very good team. You you take Brady away, obviously it would be knocked down a peg because I don't think anyone would be super excited about a Blaine Gabbert Kyle Trask rotation. No, but if you filled in a mid level quarterback, I'd still think they're favored to win the division. Like yeah, it, w- it would be interesting to see. Now, um, they got an interesting start to the season, for sure. Yes, uh, they have to go to Dallas. Go Bucks. <laughs> then they go to New Orleans. Who Justin said issues with the Saints, uh, the Bucks handling the Saints. Then they host the Packers and Chiefs in back-to-back games. So those first four weeks are against four. Teams expected to be very good, and a team that has a chance to be good, 
but has been a thorn in their side for many years. So it'll be interesting. They should have a leg up in the division, but they got to get off to some kind of hot start because that that first month is brutal. If you look at the last three, we are down on the Cardinals. Right. Or at least not up on the Cardinals. Then Panthers and Falcons to end it. And we'll talk about the Panthers and Falcons, but yeah, could be could be interesting. Yeah. All right. So let's take a look at the Atlanta Falcons. I believe people are expecting a dismal year in, in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, they got better by a few games last year, finishing seven and ten and third in the NFC South. But I, I just they, they they traded Matt Ryan. Obviously, that's the biggest thing right. that changes the outlook for them. Uh, he was traded to the Colts. They brought in Marcus Mariota. That's he's their guy. Um, and I'm not down on that. Like I feel like he could be serviceable. I just I don't. I don't know that it's an upgrade from Matt Ryan, and I'm not a huge Matt Ryan guy, but I don't know that it's an upgrade from Matt Ryan. So, right, be interesting. Also, like last year, they drafted Kyle Pitts and had no other weapons and no way to protect right. Matt Ryan. Well, because they had traded so, Julio Jones. So, what do you do when you don't have a when you can't protect the quarterback? We'll just get a quarterback that's more mobile. <laughs> like, Sure, that'll solve all the problems. Right. Now, but so, also injury prone. That ought to work out well. So they got Kyle Pitts last year, who was sort of a tight end, big body wide receiver. Then they go back this year in the first round in the top ten. They get Drake London, who's just a big body well, wide receiver. To because they're 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 who should be their number one wide receiver is unavailable. Is suspended and last, he missed most of last year with right. uh, personal. Uh, issues he, he had to work on his mental health right. and during that time he took it upon himself to gamble against or gamble on nfl games which is a giant no-no we've talked about it on this show and uh he's suspended the whole year calvin ridley unavailable so i mean if if those guys hit if kyle pitts and drake london are okay <coughs> Maybe you have something going, but again, we Mariota's now on his what third team? Yeah. So Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We will see. They drafted Desmond Ritter. Uh, there were people at times in the spring thinking that maybe he was a first round quarterback. That is not the case. He went much later. No, he's uh, only uh, there was only discussion because this year the quarterbacks were terrible in the draft. Yeah, so he went seventy uh, fourth overall in the third round to the Atlanta Falcons. And that's not a bad take. Like, I no. think he's a. I, I think he's Marcus Mariota. Is what I think he is. Well, like, I mean, there's always. I mean, if you look around the league, some of these starting quarterbacks were picked later in the draft. Like, yeah, it happens all the time. I mean, the biggest one probably well, is Russell Wilson. Didn't Stafford just become the first number one overall quarterback? No, Peyton. Was Peyton? No, Peyton was. Yeah, he was one, right? Did they take him over Leaf, or Leaf got taken no, over Leaf's him? No, Leaf got taken over him, yeah. Right, Leaf got taken over him. And so I think Stafford might have been the first number one overall quarterback to win. Ever? Yeah. Really? I think so. 
Well, if we didn't have a lot to cover, that's one that I would have to dive into because that sounds crazy. But well, I'll look it up. Okay. Uh, I it honestly it surprises me that the Falcons were able to win seven games last year. I feel like they're closer to that four wins that they had two years ago than they are to seven now. But I mean, we know what happens when a new quarterback, new regime comes in. Sometimes that's good for a few wins. They got it last year. I feel like they're going to take a step back though this year. Just because of what they shipped out and what they have to go up against. They're, I mean, they're clearly not better than the Buccaneers in any capacity. I, I don't think they're better than the Saints. Maybe they're a push with the Panthers. And we'll get into all that. I, I just feel like it's it's going to be a down year in, in Atlanta for them. I, I'm not high on the Falcons. For a while, they were a team that I really held on to as thinking that they might be able to challenge New Orleans, who had gone on that run of being so good in the division. And then even with Brady coming to town, uh, there was just something about Atlanta that always appealed to me, and it never worked out in my favor. Uh, This is ever since that they blew the lead to the Patriots in the Super Bowl years back. Um, So I'm down on Atlanta this year. I I just don't think they have a lot of talent. One of their best defenders, I think it's Deion Jones, recently had surgery. And whenever you're having surgery to I, 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 was it back or shoulder surgery, he had significant surgery, and now he uh, will miss the entire offseason, the preseason. Well, one of your best, if not your best defender, is unavailable. Well, that's not a good sign. It's not a good sign. So that's the Falcons. Uh, up next, we're going to go to the. We're doing mascots right so we're gonna go to the panthers if i can find them pull up their schedule so that is not correct he's not because peyton did go one because they picked him over ryan leaf okay but you had me second guessing myself it might be it might be that they it was the first time a one number one overall beat a also like because joe burrow oh right yeah one versus right i think that's what it was okay yeah all right so and do you have anything else to add about atlanta no, like they got rid of Matt Ryan, who is their best player, even though I'm not a huge Matt Ryan fan. I'm not, I don't know. I'm unsold on Kyle Pitts, but it's unfair just because that team was so bad last year. It was hard to. I still can't believe they won seven games. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. I, yeah. So. The- and imagine being Arthur Smith, right? That's who's the coach there now, and you win seven games with that team, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna rebuild now." Yeah, that's why it just like, doesn't make any sense. Yeah, thanks, thanks for that. It's not much better in Carolina, though. Coaches usually don't see the rebuild through. No, it's not much better in Carolina, though, because they back to back five win seasons: right. five and, and eleven in uh, in twenty twenty, and five and twelve in twenty twenty two. But. No signs of getting any better. No. I, I just... They're in trouble. They're, they're in trouble. I don't think Matt Rule makes it to week 10. No. And that's a uh, shame. I, like, I'm a Matt Rule fan. Um, But... Despite him making Temple relevant. um, It's just... The fact that he did that shows, like, the guy can coach. <laughs> but... Right. He, like, it's just... He did some good things at Temple and Baylor. He did, but you know what? Like a couple years ago, when they like took like 
nine defensive players in the draft and not a single offensive player. And guess what? Their offense is terrible. Shocker. Shocker. Right. You know, like I, you, you need defensive guys, but you need to be able to score and they can't. Yeah. They have one good offensive player. That's unfair. Their best offensive player plays about two games a year, every year. And Christian McCaffrey, um, they're, Wide receivers, you have no idea if any of them are any good because their quarterbacks are terrible. Or if they're going to show up and or going to retire, as Robbie Anderson right. stated recently. To be fair, if I'm Robbie Anderson, I might just be like, I'm going to... I'm if, out. If you're hoping they bring in Baker Mayfield, maybe it is time to just be like, I'm done. <laughs> like, I don't need this. Right. If, if Baker is your savior... Right. So, I mean, obviously... They're they're similar to Atlanta. They drafted the uh, one of the quarterbacks that was talked about possibly as a first round guy in the third round. Matt Corral, who got Matt hurt Corral. in the bowl game, right? Um, but Christian McCaffrey just cannot stay healthy. He's electric when he's healthy, but the problem is he's not healthy for more than a quarter of the games each year. It seems they have Chuba Hubbard, Dante Foreman behind him. That's a pretty decent stable yeah. of running backs. But the quarterback, well, when you have no threat to pass it, right. it doesn't really matter who your running backs are. Darnold started so hot last year and just he started seeing ghosts again. Yeah. Then at wide receiver, you have Robbie Anderson, who's threatened to retire. Terrace Marshall, who I think is entering his second year now. And, you know, he came out of LSU with some promise. DJ Moore is a very good receiver, but again, it's tough to get him get him the ball. Andre Roberts is a, a journeyman that's always works well in the slot and is a speedy guy. But they're just not that good. They're still trying to work on their offensive line. They drafted Ike Iquanu, who some people really liked. Others thought it was maybe people falling in love with measurables. Defensively, I just... They've got some playmakers there, but... They do, especially along the defensive line with Derek Brown, Brian Burns... Um, then we love uh, Utour Grossamato, seeing him down there. But I feel like over the last few years, they've gone away from their stud linebackers. Shaq Thompson is still there. They did draft Brandon Smith, but I feel like that almost sums up Carolina Hassan in Riddick a nutshell. Is now on the Eagles. Be- who is? Hassan Riddick. Oh, Hassan Riddick, yeah. yeah. Shaq Thompson, or excuse me, not, Brandon Smith never lived up to his potential at Penn State. And people right. thought he was going to come back to Penn State because he needed to refine his game a little bit right. more. He goes into the draft and he gets drafted by the Panthers. And I, people don't expect much from him because right. he plays so uncontrolled. Right. Defensively, J.C. Horn was the big one last year. Yeah. They need Jeremy Chin to step up and continue to improve. <laughs> That, that that's it. Uh, C.J. Henderson never panned out. No, he's another Jaguars cast off that flamed out and never lived up to the hype. Uh, and uh, obviously they they got it rough because they got to play the Bucks oh my twice. Gosh. They need to finish this. They need to finish this Baker trade <laughs> to to play the first game. It would be better if it was in Cleveland. Oh though. my gosh. Can you imagine if he was in Cleveland and they? I would be rooting for them so bad. And I'm not a Baker fan. I'd be rooting for them so bad in Cleveland that first week. Yeah, when we get to talk it, <laughs> oh, that, or AFC that North, AFC North is going to be interesting. Uh, so yeah, I just Panthers. Uh, good luck. But I, you look, they play the Browns. Who knows who's going to be the quarterback for the Browns? Now the Browns have enough talent that they should be good no matter what. But you never know. 
Then they play at the Giants, and again, you never know, right? Like, but the rest, it it it's gonna be a tough tough stretch. All right, to round out the NFC South, we're gonna go to New Orleans and the Saints, who are also welcoming in a new head coach, Dennis Allen, who's yeah. already on staff, defensive coordinator again, right? Promoted. They get back their quarterback, Jameis, who had a good start to the year last year. Can he maintain? Can that continue? A lot of people think that it will. There are a lot of people buying high on the Saints, mostly those in New Orleans. <laughs> uh, Chris Olave was their big splash. I think that's a good pick for them. On offense, they traded a ton of picks this year and next year to move up to get him. <laughs> yes. Uh, they also got Trevor Penning, the offensive tackle from Northern Iowa. Uh, you can hear what we have to say about them if you go back and listen to our three-plus-hour live stream yes. of the draft. But it all comes down to can Jameis Winston regain his form and will he limit his turnovers? Because yeah. that's always been his undoing. He's always been able to put up numbers. The problem is if it's in the interception category or yeah. the fumble category, that's a big issue. Yeah. One of the things that could turn their entire season is what happens with Kamara. Because yeah. we still don't know if he's going to start the season or get suspended at some point because he's got off-the-field issues to address. Now, their wide receiver core has a hu- had a huge makeover since last year. One, Michael Thomas is back or will be back. Two, they signed Jarvis Landry. And three, they drafted Chris Olave, plus having Marquez Callaway, who played a lot last year, and Traquan Smith as well. Yeah, they, they're loaded at receivers. So they have a good core of wide receivers, and they have guys that f- fit well together. Yep. Olave is your three, if that's where he's well, – depending on how you're like, – depth chart, I'm guessing he's three, but I don't know where they're going to move him around if he's going to play in the slot or what. But Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, and Chris Olave is just a – I mean, yeah. that's, a, that's a good trio right there. Um. Their offensive line, if Penning pans out, if yeah. he can replace Teron Armstead, who, again, was injured a lot last year, uh, but they have a good guy in Cesar Ruiz and Ryan Ramchick. I, I was high on Forrest Lamp. So they have they have guys there. They, they have guys that can uh, – oh, I, I missed Andrews Pete. Completely skipped over Eric McCoy and Andrews Pete. So they are set – on the offensive line, just because Toronto Armstead had been injured so much, they right. they knew what they what they had. Can their defense now, with the head coach being the former defensive coordinator, can their defense offset any turnovers that are produced by Jameis Winston? the The defense, I think, is is scary good they've got a lot of depth their defense or their linebackers pete werner eric wilson demario davis zach bond all very good and very underrated their secondary uh they brought in two new safeties in marcus may and tyron matthew they still have marshawn Lattimore and bradley roby i i don't know the defensive line is very good as well um, Davenport, um, Cameron Jordan. 
people yeah. so when people were saying that the Saints could challenge the Bucks for the division, I couldn't believe that there were people that out there that thought that. But when you look at what they have on paper, they might be destined for a double digit win. So when you look at like what was the Bucks' weakness last year? Pass defense. Yeah. And the Saints are gonna be a gun it like offense. You well, I say that. It'll be interesting to see if the philosophy changes because you have defensive coordinator as the head coach now. Um you know, if that takes some of the look, Jameis, we just need you to be a game manager kind of thing, which is not the best Jameis. The best Jameis is we need our defense to be good enough to make up for the few turnovers we're gonna right. or a lot of turnovers we're gonna have, but he can also throw for thirty plus touchdowns, you know. Um Yeah. So it'd be interesting. I, I think the Saints have potential. It's just there's a lot of what ifs. Right. Um because the receivers don't matter if um, you know, you're lining up a tight end at quarterback. Right. So it it's not going to really matter. And having a great defense helps, but isn't going to win you a division if you can't score the ball. So not even a little. And um, Mark Ingram's been a good serviceable running back, but he's usually a great alternative to a guy like Kamara. So when Kamara if and when Kamara's not there for a stretch, like what's that look like? There's all kinds of issues. So. All right, so let's uh, give our win totals and order okay. a finish for the NFC South teams. So we'll start at the bottom, okay. fourth place. I'm going to go oh – boy. I, honestly, I feel like I'm going to go Panthers again. Yeah, so am They I. won I'm five going... games the last two years. I don't think they won. I'm not sure they're going to win that. I'm going to go 4-13. Right. and 13. So am I. I'm going 4. I think they're down, and I think. 4-13, and 13 um, and rules fired by, well, I see, I should have. By Thanksgiving. When they're, when they're oh, easily. Yeah. I, I, would, I would say yeah. after the first, if they start like 0-6, oh he's gone. Yeah. yeah. So I'm down, down on the Panthers, 4-13. and 13. Third, I would say the Falcons. Yeah, I agree. And I think they're probably like a 5-12 and 12 team. So I'm going to put the Falcons – I'm going to put them at six wins. I'm going to drop them just one win again. Okay. But I'm going to put them at six. The next, I would put the Saints, and I would probably say 10-7. and seven. Yeah, I'm going Saints. I'm going to go – yeah, I'll go 10-7. and seven. Why not? And then I'll go Bucks next, but I'm going to say 12-5. and five. So a win down. They were 13-4 and four last year. So. so I'm going to put the Bucks. I'm going to put them at 13 and 4 again. You're going to have them do yeah, complete. Yeah, I think they're going to do the same cuz I think I think some I think the defensive things they're going to sure up a little bit. I don't think they'll be as bad against the pass. I think they'll be able to protect Brady a little bit more. Um And if they can't, then I see a, a multiple game drop off. Like if the same problems you had last year are the problems you have this year, like you deserve every issue that's going to come your way. So my uncle did text me and say that Brady was first in passing yards and passing touchdowns yeah, last year. Yeah, it down here. <laughs> right. All right, so that was the NFC South. Now over to the AFC South as we, we finish here, the final 20 minutes. We've got five minutes of team. We're going to start with right. the Colts. So Interesting the team here. Colts, once again, bringing in a journeyman veteran quarterback the philip rivers thing happened it was fine the carson Wentz thing happened not, not as fine. fine man did he blow at the end of the season and now we're on to matt ryan they also brought in nick Foles. 
who Frank Reich is familiar oh with. Uh, they have Sam Ellinger and Jack, Jack Cohn uh, on the roster as well. But obviously, this is Ryan's team. I don't think anyone expects oh, no, it to not be his team. They have a great stable of running backs. Jonathan Taylor burst onto the scene last year in year two, so he's on to year three. And then their backups are Naheem Hines and Phil Lindsay. Very strong group oh, there. Yeah. Wide receiver. The biggest one is probably Michael Pittman Jr., who also had a much better sophomore season than his rookie year. Um, after that, it's interesting. Could Kiki Koti, a, a former Jaguar, or Paris Campbell come into their own and develop a rapport with Matt Ryan? I believe there's still a potential for T.Y. Hilton to come back. I think, I think he's a free is, agent yeah. sitting out there. Uh, they also have Desmond Patton. Patman, so Pittman's got to have a, a big year. He's got to continue to get better because they're, they're a little, little light at wide receiver. Um, Tight end, they're fine. Mo Ali Cox gets it done when necessary, and they also have a few other guys there. Um, no big names, but they definitely are a run-first team with Jonathan Taylor back there, and he really had an amazing year last year. Uh, and they'll be getting that done on the offensive line, mostly headed by Quentin Nelson, who, when healthy, healthy is one of the best offensive linemen in the league. Now, defensively, it's interesting because Darius Leonard, I think, now had his second back surgery since he's been in the league and he was unheralded coming into the league and then he was defensive rookie of the year and he's been putting up an incredible numbers when healthy but the last last year now into this offseason he's had some injury issues um and he really is the uh, mastermind and the heart and soul of that defense so if they would be without him for some of the season yeah. uh could be a little bit uh difficult go for them but they have some young guys in the defensive secondary, and they brought in Stephon Gilmore to supplement them, uh, and Rodney McLeod as well. Yep. But um, th- this is all about this is all about Matt Ryan. Yeah, and, and what what a shock to say that but, it's all about the quarterback. And but here's the thing, though: like, I don't think it's a stretch to think that Matt Ryan's the best quarterback in the division. Life. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not even saying Matt Ryan doesn't even have to have a career year. Right. If he has an average year, a Matt Ryan average year, I think he's the best quarterback in the division. Like, I, and this team showed that they have a lot of the other pieces last year. I just. Yeah. Now, I don't know. You can't always replicate that. And Darius Leonard is a huge piece. That defense is not the same when he's not there. Right. Um, it's not just like a slight drop off. It's it's a big drop off, um, you know. But like you look at it, they get they have they have three divisional games in the first four weeks. Right. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say that they sandwich their season with the Houston Texans Texans in Week One and Week Eighteen. But then they, they have Jaguars, Chiefs, Titans, Broncos, right. they Jaguars, have, Titans. They have. Five of their six divisional games before October 23rd before and Halloween. earlier. Yeah. Before Halloween. And then they, they play the Texans the last week of the season. Right. So they get to play the Titans and Jaguars twice. A late bye, second week in December. Yeah, wow. Uh, so the Colts can really say, hey, we're the best team in the AFC South before Halloween. You know, if they go 4-1 yeah. and one in those games. Right. Uh, but they also do have to play Kansas City and Denver. So the AFC South right, so they is need playing to win the AFC those divisional West. games. 
Right, because they've got a couple other difficult games because you know that that means the Raiders and Chargers are lurking in the second half of the season. Right. Not to mention also having to play at the Patriots and then the, the host of Steelers as well as playing the NFC East team. So uh, yeah. so that's the Colts. There's a, obviously, Matt Ryan is the biggest piece of that. So in Jacksonville, again, uh, keeping with our uh, Philadelphia connections, talking about Carson Wentz and then Frank Reich and Nick Foles. Now we're in Jacksonville with Super Bowl winning uh, quarterback. Super, well, <laughs> he was a quarterback. Super Bowl winning head coach. Doug Peterson after the Urban Meyer debacle last year. Uh, he might have won the Super Bowl as a quarterback. Was as a backup, backup yeah, somewhere, from, yeah. yeah. Well, he was backup, backup with a bunch, of, a bunch of people. Was like, he backup on, on the Packers I don't team? know if he was on that team, though. So he was... Oh, he might have been. Yeah, Super Bowl champion, 31. <laughs> Yeah, when the uh, Packers beat the Patriots. So he won as a player and as a coach. There we go. So good call on your part there. So we're here. Jacksonville is just... One, we said it. You go back into the archive and listen. We were not high on Trevor Lawrence being no. this second coming of the great, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. We right. just didn't quite see it, didn't no. understand the hype surrounding him at Clemson. In two out of three of his biggest games at Clemson, he played not well. You know, like, and that's not everything. Right. But, but I just, you look at it, like, he wasn't, he wasn't the best quarterback in two out of the three games he played. Um, now, he's, I think he has a chance to be really good, and I think Doug Peterson is a really good hire in terms of I think this is like the Eagles. They wanted a flashy hire in Jacksonville. Well, they had their flashy hire, and it was a dumpster fire. Yeah. And that was what Philly, including me, I was, like, disappointed with the with the Doug Peterson hire because I'm like, oh, they're just trying to – they're just trying to set the clock back and get Andy Reid 2.0. That's yeah. what they were trying to do. Well, guess what? That got us the Super Bowl. You'll right? take it, huh? And I, I'm not saying it's going to get Jacksonville Super Bowl, but I think he, I think Peterson, I think the players are going to like him. I think they're going to respond well. Not only is he a likable like coach from a player standpoint. But you're also coming in after a guy that everyone just hated. Everyone despised. So they were going to – even if you're just neutral, you were going to come across as like this great, nice guy. You know what I mean? So like I think there's a lot of potential to see a swing here. They still just aren't that talented at a lot of spots. But I think they're going to start to move in the right direction with Doug Peterson. Yeah. And is that my bias because Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl with the Eagles? Maybe – Maybe it is, but I think they're better than last year. I think they're better than last year. They spent year. And money year, like they expected to right, be better. And last than... year, you, you couldn't say last year that they were better than the year before. Well, I mean, statistically, you can because <laughs> they won two more games. <laughs> now, they got an extra try. Yeah, two more games to get them how many? <laughs> they were 1-15 two years ago. They were 3-14 and 14 last year. Right, right. So they got an extra try. And they produced two extra wins. And so. they got to play Carson Wentz in weeks. They tripled their win they, total. And, and, yes, yes. Can they triple their win total this right. year? Well, they they get to play Washington this year, don't they? They get to play Carson once again. But they do, yes. <laughs> but um, 
It's going to be the first game. Oh my gosh. So the first game is Doug Peterson as head coach is against Carson Wentz in in Washington against the team Carson Wentz laid an egg against to miss the playoffs. As if the NFL knows what they're doing. Oh my gosh. So the Jaguars are an interesting team because you have that coach cast off. A Super Bowl winning coach comes in. You have this supposed prodigy at quarterback entering year two, where he had a disastrous year one, twelve touchdowns, seventeen interceptions. I don't. I think there was some ridiculous stat going around about his touchdowns that I I, I wish I had pulled it up, but I, I don't know if it was a number or the time in between touchdown passes. It was it was crazy, but the Jaguars are better than they were last year because they have a stable coaching staff. They have a better culture. They have better players, even if they overpaid to get I'm them. I'm pretty confident that Doug Peterson's not going to walk around and kick players. So yeah, I, I would say with 99% plus. certainty that's, that's not going to happen. But you're also getting Travis Etienne back after yeah. he missed the entire year with an injury. James Robinson was completely mishandled by uh, Urban Meyer. So if you have the two of them... Know, so was Travis Etienne. They drafted him, and then Urban ripped the pick. In the in the like in the well, draft they were moving presser. around to like wide receiver, right? And he's stuff. like, yeah, he's not a running back for us. Like, uh, so they still have they have Marvin Jones. They brought in Zay Jones and Christian Kirk. They still have Lavisca Chenault. So there's Damn. there's guys there that for Trevor Lawrence to throw to. Maybe not a lot of them jump off the page, uh, but there's potential there. Uh, Evan Ingram was brought in at tight end. If he could ever stay healthy, I feel like we're saying that about a lot of people. Um, I, I think my biggest issue with the Jaguars offseason, not so much them spending all the money on middle-tier free agents, but I feel like they tried to outthink the room by going with Trayvon uh-huh. Walker at number one. I'm not trying to diss Trayvon Walker, but he was this fast riser at the near the, the end of the draft season and it just feels like a pick that they're going to end up regretting like they could have gotten they could have gotten something else seems like out a pick how roseman would have made when when <laughs> right. uh, doug peterson was the coach so if they're going to use him as an edge rushing linebacker they also brought in devin lloyd and chad movement in the same draft um this Here's is un- and uh, is this my homerism absolutely i would much rather have the guys off the Georgia defense that the Eagles got than the guy. Now, the potential is there. Like, but drafting potential is a dangerous Especially with the number one overall pick. It's a dangerous pick. thing to do. So, however, one in 15 two years ago, three and 14 last year, and that was with just so much stuff going on behind the scenes. Oh, man. Passing game coordinator is Jim Bob Cooter. That's, that's good <laughs> that's for a, a win, win right, right there. there. So. Do I think they're going to triple their win total? No. But do I think they're going to be better than three wins? I Honestly, I think I do. And that leads us to the Houston Texans, who are not going to triple their win total, although they did overachieve last year, they did I would say. But if they get 12 wins next year, whoo. Right. So they matched their win total, although they uh, technically were worse in the winning percentage because they won four out of 17 instead of four out of 16. But honestly, I think they yeah, did better. Yeah, but they were trying than, to lose. Right. Like, they were trying to lose. I feel like they did better last year than they did in 2020. Oh, absolutely. Um, but after one year, yeah. David Culley is gone. And in comes... Which is a joke. But... Lovey Smith, who already has been fined by the league for 
practice, uh, which a few teams. So have. Lovey Smith, I felt like got the raw deal in Chicago. Right. Got a raw deal in Tampa. But, but then went to Illinois, and I did, no longer felt bad for him. Yeah, he so. did not. That didn't go well. <laughs> but so they're in need of a quarterback. But this wasn't a great draft for them. Right. So they ended up using first round picks on a cornerback, Derek Stingley, and an offensive guard. Kenny Which also Green. people they they talked about how people are laughing because I guess Derek Stingley hasn't played in like forever. Y- yeah, it's been a it's been a hot minute. Yeah. Um, but I, honestly, I feel like they had a really good draft. Um. Now, Derek Stingley at three, maybe people said they should have taken Juice Williams. Should have should have waited. Wait, who? Sauce Gardner? Yeah, Juice Williams. <laughs> I was like the quarterback for Illinois like twelve years ago. See, Lovey Smith got me, got me mixed up. Yes, yeah, Sauce Gardner who is famous for beating Ohio State, right? Did not Illinois yes. beat Ohio State? Yes. Um, Sauce Gardner was Sauce available, Gardner, yeah. and they took Derek Stingley. Did you hear? I, I believe this is on the Russ Tucker Football Podcast <laughs> that Sauce Gardner paid fifty grand to get the number uh, of his choice, which I be, I believe was the number one. I think is that what he wore. I thought he wore uh, one or four. I, I don't remember. Well, whatever number he ended up getting, but um, his name is Ahmad. His nickname is Sauce, and you wear the number one, A1, A1 Sauce. Sauce. <laughs> and he was just like, the marketing sells itself. You can make the 50 grand back immediately. I just found that really, really funny. That as is. soon as Ross started to say it, I was like, I know where he's going. And it is That's brilliant. Funny. Brilliant. That is and Ross funny. was like, and A1 is good. <laughs> um, but honestly, I do think the Texans had a good draft, even if they took Stinkley earlier than they, they should have. And maybe yeah, he wasn't the right quarterback. Good. I feel like that could be one of those that all the draft experts are dunking on, and Derek Stingley Jr. actually ends up being pretty good. It's like, possible. Right. It's possible that – he and Sauce Gardner are both good. Both good, right. right. Yeah. It doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. Uh, Kenyon Green's not a sexy pick as an, uh, not, as an offensive lineman ever a sexy pick, especially right. an interior one, but very solid at Texas A&M. Then their next three picks, Jalen Petrie was a stud at Baylor, and then you got two Alabama guys in John Mechie the third and Christian oh, which Harris. I love the Mechie pick. So, honestly, I feel like they had a very good, yeah. very good draft. They're going to have to see um, what Davis Mills offers them. They have a few other quasi-younger guys, although Kevin Hogan and Kyle Allen, I guess, can't be considered young guys anymore. <laughs> Jeff Driscoll still somewhat, but a bunch of, by and large, no names there at quarterback. They didn't freak out and draft any of the ones in this past draft class early. Good. They're just going to roll with Davis Mills, see, see what he's got. Um. They brought in Marlon Mack uh, after the uh, the David Williams thing didn't work out for them. That was an awful trade uh, in hindsight. I know a lot of people were dunking on it when it happened, and it ended up working out pretty poorly for them. But Marlon Mack, Royce Freeman, Rex Burkhead, who, yes, still in the league, Rex Burkhead, uh, got to get some carries. Um, wide receivers, Brandon Cooks seemed to be on the training uh, docket once again, but actually signed an extensive extension with them. We just mentioned they brought in John Mechie, Philip Dorsett, who's never caught on, on in the league. Uh, Nico Collins, Chris Conley, or, you know, again, against a bunch of, you know, threes and fours by and large that you're seeing there. So, um, I, it's like a bunch of guys that used to play for the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say about the Texans. There's just for some reason I I feel like they're going to be better so, than people think they're going to be. I, I think I think they could be. I think I don't know that they want to be. I, I think they want to see what they've got in Davis Mills. Like maybe they found a a, a gem there. Um but if not, that's okay because they they stocked up on draft capital moving forward. Right. Um, and which is great because they had been kind of devoid of draft capital for the last few years. Um, thanks to like Laramie Tunsil and, and things like that. Yeah. Take so. that trade over and over <laughs> and over again. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. I feel like there's a lot of unknowns because I feel like while they got four wins last year, I felt like they overachieved. Right. I think they added some pieces, but I don't know. Like, is it going to be enough? It, it's it, quarterback driven. Ha- tough is like Indianapolis. I feel like is like where are they compared to last year? We'll we'll talk about that in a couple minutes. I feel like the Jaguars are better than they were last year, right? Like even if not significantly. So you know, yeah, it gets tough to get better when the other teams are getting better. Yeah, so. But speaking of teams that maybe are getting worse, the Tennessee Titans, uh, coming off of back-to-back very good seasons, they were 11-5 and and won the division two years ago. They were 12-5 and and won the division last year, but they were upset by the Bengals in the playoffs. And then some things happened this offseason. Um you know, obviously, Vrabel's still there. I'm here for all of it. But they traded A.J. Brown to the Philadelphia Eagles. Thank you very much. Got some picks for it. They immediately drafted basically his replacement in Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. Uh, they did bring in Malik Willis, the quarterback from Liberty, in the third round. Could we see him pressuring ryan Tannehill? no no not gonna happen not right away but ryan Tannehill could play himself into a competition right like, it's not going to be an open competition but i think if Tannehill fizzles out there's going to be in the stands anyway maybe not in the in the film room or on the practice field or anywhere in the locker room even but i think in the stands you're going to start to hear it so Derrick Henry obviously had the injury last year towards the end of the year. I, this this team confuses me. So, yeah, go ahead. This team just it just how do, how am I so down on a team that won twenty three games over the last two years? But I I because am. you've seen how it ended the last right two the years way how it's ended the last two years is tough and because their coach thinks he's the smartest one in the room when he actually hasn't ever proven to be the smartest in the room. And well, the problem I have is, is that me hitting him because he was a patriot. Yeah, probably it is. My biggest problem is that Ryan Tannehill. He is what he is. He is what he is. Yeah. They went all in on him. Well, he's he's the one that started us when we went like who's better than him, right? Like we went right, through yeah. who because he's not a top ten quarterback. No. I think we established that he's right in the middle. And within a year or two. And as he ages be, up like it would be a big leap for Trevor Lawrence to jump him this year. But I wouldn't say it's impossible. I wouldn't say it's impossible. I think Matt Ryan's better than him now. Like, I think Matt Ryan's better than him now. And Matt Ryan's at the end of his career. Right. So, all right, I already have him in the middle, too, with the potential to drop down. And Davis Mills is 
he better hope Davis Mills isn't playing better than him. But Davis Mills did more with less, maybe, last year? Like, are Davis Mills four wins with that roster and a lame duck coach better than Tannehill's 12? The way Tannehill ended that season? I think you can make that argument, as crazy as that sounds. <laughs> as crazy as that sounds. Because it's it's a results league. You know, he won 12 games. And, look, they win, they win some of those games, but, like, the way Tannehill has played in some of those is not like he played awful in the playoffs. Awful. I feel like what I'm about to do as we rank them from four to one could come back to bite me. Oh, me too. I'm all Big in on this. I, if we end up the same on this one, it's ridiculous. So I'm ha- I have Houston last. Uh, me too. Okay. So they won four games in the last two years. I know I said I feel like they're going to surprise some people, but it's tough for me to talk me into more than four wins. Yeah. So I feel like I'm staring at four and thirteen again for for Houston. I agree. I think Davis Mills. I I'm. I hope he proves me wrong, but I think there's just nobody there for him, and I'm not. Lovey Smith has never gotten it done on the offensive side. That defense doesn't have the weapons that it used to. I think they're in trouble. I'm putting them at four wins again. I think they're in trouble too. Now, what I would love to do right here, right now, is put Tennessee in third. I, I, I can't talk myself into doing that because I feel like that means I would have to have Jacksonville at nine or ten wins, and I'm not ready to do that. So I'm going to put Jacksonville in third, but they won three last year. I think they win... I could see them winning six or seven this year. Okay. I think they're better enough. I think Houston has stayed the same. But I think the Titans are worse. I think Jacksonville's getting incrementally better. Maybe I'm not quite ready to commit to seven. So I'm going to have Jacksonville at six and 11 and third. Okay. So I'm going to do it. Okay. The, the Titans are my Saints for you. Okay. Like, right? How you were just on the Saints, yeah. like the wheels falling the off at some point. Opposite of the bandwagon. Yeah. So that's me with the Titans. Um, I'm going to put the Titans at seven wins. I think Derrick Henry, while amazing, got hurt last year. That's never a good sign. As a running back, especially a big power running back. like that's Now, he could bounce back. I don't believe in Ryan Tannehill. They had one good receiver, and he left to come to the Eagles. I think... They added Robert Woods and drafted Traylon Burks. They did. AJ Brown is they gone did. a year after Corey Davis leaving. Right, right. I I think the defense hasn't shown up at key times. Um I I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna Okay, I'm gonna so how many wins though? That's seven. Okay. I think they're dropping off. I think they're gonna get seven okay. wins. Because so when I think it goes bad, and five to when seven I think it goes bad, I think it's going real bad. Okay. I think it's going real bad. I mean, I, I applaud you for taking that leap because I wanted to talk myself yeah. into it, but I couldn't quite do it. So it's fandom coming through. I just don't like them. They're, All right. So they're like the Joey. I'm Votto guessing you have AFC Jacksonville South. in second by a hair. I do by a hair. I'm going to put them at eight wins. Eight and nine. Eight and nine. Okay. So I'm going to have Tennessee there in second, but at nine and eight. So okay. I'm going to have a okay. three three win drop for them. And I I'm telling you right now, they're not a wild card for me. Okay, not with what's going on in the right. AFC West. I, I believe that, and I, I'm ho- hopeful for me AFC East. We'll see. <laughs> um, so then, obviously, we both have the Colts as the best team in yeah, the yeah, AFC I, yep. South. Uh, I I'm going to go eleven and six. Yeah, I'm going to go with eleven wins as well. I think 
they're good. Um, I think Matt Ryan. This is this is blasphemy for me. This sentence I'm about to say. I think Matt Ryan is what they hope Carson Wentz could have been. Um, a stabilizing feature there. Um, just rewind the show a few years. If I would have yeah. ever said that, I know uh, like, it's yeah. it's shocking, right? It is shocking. Um, but that's what I, I think. I think Matt Ryan is there, um, and I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be serviceable. I think. I think Indianapolis, the way their team's constructed, is what Matt Ryan needs, and I think Matt Ryan is what that team needs. It would be nice if they could add a weapon, another weapon on the outside, or if one develops. Um, but we'll, we'll see. So I got a few texts here. Nothing bad. Uh, so my dad says, let me pull it up. So in the NFC South, he went Tampa, New Orleans, Carolina, Atlanta, which so I think he flip flopped Carolina, the Atlanta, yeah. the bottom. And in the AFC South, he agrees with me and my uncle, okay. uh, Indy, Tennessee, Jacksonville, Houston. And I, I can't, I can't say I. I can't see that happening. Like I absolutely think that's probably maybe even more likely. But I, I just, I, I said it last year that I was worried about Tennessee because I thought at some point Derrick Henry is going to fall off. We see it with every running back. We see it with every running back, and honestly, more and more we see it. But it used to be running backs when they hit thirty. It's before no, that it's now. Before that. It's yeah, like yeah. twenty five, twenty six. Yeah, you get like like, running backs. You get like four or five good years. running backs are lucky to get a second big or like the second contract, like the big one. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I, I I just think, and the funny thing, like as the Titans as an organization, I'm, I don't hate the Titans for any reason. It's just, I'm not a Tannehill fan. Honestly, I feel like I like Tannehill less since he left Miami and not because he's not in Miami more. He had nothing to do with that. There's one time when Vrabel was like manipulating the rules to, annoy Belichick in a game and they were, were you all for that? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that was the best thing ever. <laughs> but outside of that, I just feel like he coaches with the, like, I don't know. Maybe he, he presents himself as though he is this super accomplished coach and he isn't. And his teams have been out coached in the playoffs. Like when it's mattered most, he has, he and oh, yeah. his team have, sunk his playoff track record has been risen bad. right i mean they looked bad against the ravens and now the Bengals, afc north teams back-to-back seasons right. and i don't see it going great for them this year i haven't make missing the playoffs i can tell you that for right. sure you definitely have them missing the playoffs yep. i do not have the tennessee titans in the playoffs huh. i don't think the aj brown trade helped them in any way and mm-hmm. i don't know if they were just trying to be like oh well we're good enough you know we may not win the super bowl this year we're good enough to win the division and make the playoffs and then you know, we'll have and young guys and not I know, spending money. I know it's a, stretch, a sketchy thing, but the business side of it, because they all know it's absolutely a business. But it's just a weird dynamic on a team when, like, you won't pay your best player. Right. You know, like, and I get that there are restrictions. It's not as simple as that. I understand that. But A.J. Brown was there. Derrick Henry, you could argue. But Derrick Henry was hurt last year for most of the season. And still, probably the rushing leader, <laughs> but like it, you know, it, it's one of those things where I just, yeah, I, I, I think it's going to catch up with them. The, the Tannehill thing, I feel like their window—they had that window, and and they it's blew closed. It. Yeah, they I think it. it's over. I think it's over. So 
Because look at, yeah, uh, there's not in the division. Look at the AFC in general. Look how many teams right. with the weapons. They're, when you ask me what's one of the best teams in the AFC, the Titans are, do not make the list. Right. They do not make the list. So if you're of the betting persuasion, take it to the bank. Titans win the Super Bowl this year because we're both down on them. <laughs> that would be something. That would be something. We'll bookmark this one. So we're halfway through our preview. Um, next week I'm going to be doing Bulldog Hour. Uh, episode 8-3 as we get ready and steamroll towards football season in all capacities talking a little high school football next week uh we'll be off the following sunday uh which is the day before the fourth of july july 3rd yes thank you for the clarification (laughs) thank you uh i do plan on doing a show on july 10th i don't remember if you're around for that one or not if you're not we'll make sure we get your picks And a brief synopsis from you, and then I'll see if I can get a guest to come. Maybe I'll have Paul come on. He's a good one to have when we're talking football and uh, you know futures in terms of wins and things like that. So maybe we'll have Paul on if you're not around. And I think we'll actually finish those then back to back on the tenth and the seventeenth. We'll finish the divisions. I feel like Paul works really hard to not take his fandom into account, and here I am, like I just don't like Matt Mike Brable. <laughs> <laughs> um, so by mid-July, we're done with all divisions. We're off on the 24th because it's like the worst day of the entire year. Uh, before coming back on the 31st, we'll, uh, we'll do uh, the playoffs and, and Super Bowl and, and kind of recap everything before this show is, is on hiatus then until November because we're all in on Bulldog Hour and high school football, believe it or not. Heck yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's coming. Like you said at the beginning of the year or beginning of the show, six weeks until like the Hall of Fame game right. action. So it's coming fast and furious. And uh, July, we, the best sports month of the year. We couldn't be more happy. <laughs> oh yes, July. July July is a, a fine month. You know, it, it's it's. I feel like it being month seven is right around where we rank in terms of months. So, so yeah, because December is clearly the best month. No, I think uh, it's the 12th. We went through the definitive, or I, I texted you the definitive yes, ranking yeah. of months before. July is not, it's not, it's, it's good. It's hot, though. That's the problem. That's it right. is hot. It's hot and it has your birthday. So that's two marks against <laughs> two it. Two strikes, right? Two there. strikes against it. So it does have my anniversary and the 4th of July, same day. Right. But those are, that's a good date. That's a, that's a good one. So also um, got engaged in July. So there's positives. For me, I had in a July. great long weekend in Indiana <laughs> in July. Had a long weekend from Wednesday to Monday <laughs> one time. Yes. All right. Know. Do you have anything to say other than Happy Father's Day to everyone listening? Um, uh, no. <laughs> no. So, uh, yeah. So I think that about wraps it up here for episode 360 of the Joe Mays and JRF show. Like I just said, we'll be back again uh, in a few weeks, uh, not until uh, mid July, July 10th to continue our NFL preview with a look at the the North Division. So that should be a fun one. Both NFC and AFC North Divisions will be talked about in about three Sundays or so. Yeah, three Sundays, July 10th right here. If you're interested in Wilson football, Pennsylvania high school football, I'll be doing Bulldog Hour at this time slot next Sunday. So for Justin Raffoff, I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again real soon. That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show, brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop. Woo-hoo! 
You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your email to the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at joemaysandjraff at gmail.com. The Joe Mays and JRAF Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network, home to other productions such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time.